As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking about uh, regenerative agriculture. It's gaining momentum. Farmers around the world are beginning to adopt these practices. And, of course, to reach a larger scale and make it economically viable, we need to continue supporting farmers moving from organic farming to regenerative agriculture. And this podcast is part of an effort to educate consumers about the benefits of regenerative agriculture and uh, support research and development to create new tools and technologies for farmers so that they can keep up with their uh, competitors who uh, use GMO crops and chemicals and uh, all kinds of synthetic fertilizers and so on, uh, which um, increase productivity, but may actually diminish the quality of the soil and yield inferior quality food products. So uh, our guest, uh, Dr. Anand Swaroop, uh, is also founder and president of the nutritional ingredient supplier Cepham, C-E-P-H-A-M. So tell us about Cepham. I mean, what what's that? You're sort of like a middleman. You find novel ingredients and import them uh, and quality control them and then uh, send them out to all the various companies to incorporate in the products. Is that how it works? Yeah, so what they do, we, we basically are a research company. Uh, we have a large-scale uh, lab here in Fulton, Maryland. Uh, it's under Cephalm Life Science. Uh, we have human cell lines. We have human enzymes and, and different part of, of metabolic pathways, which we can mimic in our lab. What we do, we look at, at basic problems which we have, like just, for example, uh, metabolic syndrome uh, mm-hmm. or Five alpha reductase uh, activity in your body. Uh, you know what? How these enzymes are basically affecting your metabolic cycle. And then we look at traditional knowledge. What people have been eating to mitigate their problems on metabolic syndrome or other kind of elements. And then we bring those uh, plants in our lab. We try to separate, uh, figure out what is working out of you know. A, 20 or 30 or 40 different bioactives by using them on different cellular lines or enzymatic pathways. Once we find a kind of mechanism, then we take that particular plant part, take it back to our factory in India where we scale it up. 
Wow. So this is interesting. This, this is so you're you're embarking on kind of a search for new novel ingredients, much in the same way as as the pharmaceutical industry does it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So so you're gonna, you should, but uh, they're also looking at natural compounds, of course, because natural compounds have yielded some of the most uh, successful and beneficial medications. And uh, but there there seem to be several stages. One is. Uh, you know, looking at the traditional knowledge, you know, like in in whatever, in some remote part of the world, you know, what have they been using something for centuries? That's sort of like folklore uh, and traditional medicine. And then you might say, okay, this ingredient seems plausible for, let's say, for example, diabetes. It might be a blood sugar regulator. And you're going to do what's called an in vitro study in a in the test yeah. tube, in effect, you know, yep. in, maybe in a, you know, some in a lab somewhere. And then you might do some mm-hmm. in vivo experiment, maybe perhaps starting with uh, experimental animals. And then you might conduct yep. human trials. But there's something yep. that there's a new uh, uh, level. And I just learned this word. It's called in silico, in silico. Absolutely. In other words, so talk to us about that. That's that's a fascinating new development in so, drug development and, so, and yeah, natural it, supplement development. Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting, you know, with, with the development of artificial intelligence and, 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 and the kind of knowledge we, which we have gathered in the last 30 years. A lot of data is, points are available on your computers. So you can actually mimic and model uh, to see that, for example, there's a pathway called mTOR pathway. This yep, is an anti-aging pathway. Yep. pathway. So, so what's happening that, you know, this is a whole cascade of enzymes in your body which are, are working in a different way for you to start aging faster or start aging earlier. And then there's a way to actually stop it so that you, you can actually, you know, prolong it. And you're not actually, you're, you're, you're aging, but you, you are, you're, you're not aging that fast. You, you put this process under some kind of, of, you know, some, some kind of a slow it down. So, all the models are available. How it works, we know exactly how it works, what regulates what. And then there are ways to look at the biomolecules. So the polyphenols, the antioxidant compounds, the alkaloids, uh, different things which are coming out of the plant. And you can actually see the interaction literally on your computer. Hmm. You can actually guess the pathways. So this is only happening because we have gathered so much of data over last 30 40 50 mm-hmm. years that and then advent of ai so ai what you're saying is you're about to talk about machine learning mm-hmm. i think i want to explain to the audience is the human brain has limited capacity to keep all this information stored so with all this information stored on a computer through machine learning and artificial intelligence they can go through the 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 myriad number of pathways and possibilities and crunch that information now with the speed of computers that vastly outpaces the human brain. That, that's a remarkable feat. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, this is, this is a remarkable uh, capacity which we are developing uh, um, over the years. And now, you know, recent, in, in recent months, I would say, it has, it has got more uh, out in public and public start looking at things like chat GPT or other AI tools which are available to, 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 literally the public domain to anybody out there and and what we are doing that we are actually trying to refine our machine learning and our other capabilities by literally crowdsourcing everything so the idea is that in silico that you have the data 
you have a computer a machine learning which can do the things faster than a human brain and then in the end you have a easier pathway to take a decision that instead of doing those all those experiments in a lab and losing so many years you can do it faster you can you can, you can uh, narrow down on, on a target molecule and then again go back to a traditional way of doing it uh, on a, on a cellular pathway or animal model on a human model to see that how it's working and how it's effective it is. And by the way, the example you mentioned, uh, the mTOR pathway, uh, the looking at that led to the development of a drug called rapamycin, which actually was discovered in, from what I understand, from the soil on Easter Island, yeah. you know, the place with those giant yeah. statues that are so famous all over the world. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the Easter Island soil organisms uh you manufacture a substance that is biosimilar to the drug rapamycin. Yeah. So, and, and you will see this thing in so many, many patterns, you know, mo most of our knowledge about drugs, uh, you know, I always uh, look at, you know, again, a larger picture, you know, millions of years of development of growth of, of human, and, you know, the way we eat our food and how we, we, we actually become apex predators out here. Medicine is just 200 years. It's a short blip in our development cycle, mm -hmm. but it's just really required. We are, we are learning the new technologies. We are learning the new techniques. We are, we are using the machines to do the things, again, with the same goal. We are trying to mitigate, uh, you know, all the kind of elements which we have in our lives, you know, to live healthy, to remain healthy, to live a longer life and live, live a longer, healthy life. It is so critical. What are some of the important uh, targets of supplement uh, innovation these days? You know, would it be uh, uh, brain support, anti-aging, osteoporosis, blood sugar regulation, metabolic syndrome? I mean, some of these are, you know, big issues, heart protection. Uh, it, are these some of the projects that you're working on at CFM? That's correct, yeah. So we look mostly at, at, at the kind of problems which we have on our hand. Uh, you know, we were looking at, at, a, at a classical way of, of looking at, at diabetes, blood sugar control, uh, the kind of population which we have here, which is almost pre-diabetic. We are looking at, at 40% of the U.S. population, which is literally pre-diabetic. HB1AC is way too high in everybody. And, and how we can expect these people to live healthy after 40 years of their lives? Uh, if they don't really change their lifestyle or take a right supplement to 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 actually live and age, you know, in in, in a right way, so that you know, uh, so that was the first thing. And then around us, everything is changing so fast. COVID has changed our entire research paradigm for us. Uh, COVID bought back immunity in in the center right. uh, field again. After COVID, now we are looking at uh, most of the people I talk to. They are having problems in sleep. Yeah. I cannot believe that, you know, uh, 55, 60% of people I talk to, they have either trouble getting onset of sleep, people having, you know, problems getting, you know, getting proper non-REM sleep and getting refreshed next morning. And it is now we are driving a lot of our research towards that area. They, they sometimes refer to it as corona somnia, you know, because people yeah, had disrupted yeah. circadian rhythms because they were working from home yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. they didn't see daylight and weren't out and about and uh, a lot of anxiety and maybe too much uh, Netflix at night. <laughs> and it all added up to be, a problem. Yeah, all, all these things. 
Yeah, because as you know, our mechanisms in our bodies are very old. They're, they're not really adapted to, to the lives what we have built around us in the last three, four hundred years. These, these mechanisms took millions of years to grow. If you see light this morning, your brain is up and running. It doesn't matter you see blue light from a screen or from a sunlight. So it's, you know, you ha- we have to make things around us and then find ways of find food supplements which are going to help you to achieve these goals by uh, while living your life and then maintaining your life that way. And that, that's where supplements come into play, that we want you to maintain your, your life, your lifestyle, and still live a healthier and happier life. With less reliance on pharmaceutical drugs with all their downsides and limitations um so another question is what's going on with the supply chain uh because you know, during covid even before covid there were some real serious supply chain disruptions and many of our favorite uh, supplements were just not available and especially with a big demand for immune support supplements and sleep supplements and anti-stress supplements uh a lot of things disappeared from the shelves uh, I know that some of the yeah, things come it, from foreign countries, mm-hmm. from, you know, China, you know, where there's been some problems in production. And, you know, uh, certainly you're, you know what the scene in India where there a lot of production occurs. But what's the deal? So what, what I call it, it's an it's a interdependency on, on global supply chains. Over the years, if you see, um, uh, our supply chains have become more global in nature. Uh, we we like it or not, but uh, it's uh, all interdependent economy. It, it's, you know, crops are grown in one part of the world, flown to another part of the world, or bought by ocean to another part of the world and been used in a very different way to process it and to literally ship back to maybe the same part of the world again. So, so we are too much interdependent on, on the supply chains. So any disruption happens in one part, basically affects and, and basically destabilizes the entire chain. So we have seen this classical case in the case of COVID. Things were shut down and, and nothing was out there. Uh, we have factories which are running and which we have to be shut down overnight and leave the products in the reactors or extractors and then basically thrown them out. So we have a huge disruption because, you know, because of pandemic out there. Then we have, you know, issues on the logistics. One, you know, it's, it's a whole cyclic chain. Once the, the, the pieces start falling, they start falling all around. Uh, so that, uh, that was one part. But then what we are not actually looking pretty much as a prominently as what is environment is doing to us. If you see the climate-related disruption is going out of control. Mm. Off late. I mean, this year, what we call a triple dip, uh, dip uh, La Nina. So, uh, after 1950s, this has happened after 50 years that we have La Nina effect happening three years in a row. And what, this what, what is the, what's the word? I, I understand. So basically, the word. So it's, 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 uh, it's called um, El Nino and La Nina. Oh, La Nina it's and El Nino. Yeah, yeah, right. That's, El Nino, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the so Pacific, in, uh, uh, Pacific air currents. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these basically are going to disrupt the entire global weather pattern in, in, in three or four or five months to come now. So we see all these things, you know, one part is, is pandemic related. Second part, you, you have global independent, uh, interdependent uh, supply chain. Then you have things like 
you know, I mean, we remember Texas freeze, uh, Vine Valley rainfall of snow melt in 2021, hurricanes, tornado, flooding, heat waves, wildfires. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all over the place. Right now, it's happening in the real time in, in California. Uh, yeah. You see the state was hit but with drought, and now they have, uh, you know, rain for, you know, seven Weeks. atmospheric rivers. It's, yeah, yeah, it's out of control. But then, so what we are seeing is that how we can develop a resilience out of this. Yes, disaster. that's the key word, and, resilience. And so critical for us, yeah. key, resilience. We cannot change things around us, but we can be resilient. We can be adapted to the whole thing. So once once we, we talk, and that's what we are trying to do in our business also, we are thinking, we are actually expanding our thinking beyond our business. We, you know, we, we just got used to, yeah. Is, is a component of that uh, increasing domestic production? Because, you know, just as we know, we're talking about, you know, things that are important for national security, you know, steel production and chip production. Uh, should we not encourage more U.S. farmers to diversify their crops and include, you know, maybe some important uh, herbs and ingredients for nutraceuticals? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is my dream, you know, to, to actually grow coleus or ashwagandha or turmeric in some part of, of you know south of uh, of southern state somewhere one one fine day you know i'm i'm looking forward to to, to the day in my life that that i'll i'll be able to go back to to to, to the field into my roots to, to to look and you know to grow something so we have to all expand and our thinking beyond our own business and and, and see that we just got used to easy availability of all the products and resources at a reasonable price point because, you know, you're depending on a global price, yeah. supply chain and then the price drives everything. But then we have paid less attention to robustness mm-hmm. of the supply chain. Yeah, we kind of got so, hooked on readily available cheap yeah. products, you know. That, cheap products, uh, yeah. yeah. The and, other issue is the potential toxicity, you know, because sometimes it's hard to uh, vet these sources, you know, to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, go to the original farm where something's produced in a remote part of China or India and make sure that the product is pure, clean, unadulterated. Uh, you know, that involves uh, a certain level of scrutiny on your part to make sure that, say, a lot of one product that you source from India or China mm-hmm. or, you know, some other part of the world, Africa, uh, is actually clean. Yeah, and, and for that, Fortunately, we have a, a FDA law on the books which talk about, uh, we call it FISMA, food safety um, uh, laws, and then they've become effective uh, five years back, and, and, and it calls for uh, everybody to, to look for three critical points. Uh, all the food items or supplement materials coming to this country, are they safe from chemical, biological, and radiological hazards? And as an importer, this is my duty. I have to do the hazard analysis of each and every of my supply to figure out if what I'm importing is safe for everybody. And, and, and FDA keeps imported as a single point of contact that you are the gatekeeper and you have to make sure that whatever you're importing from any part of the world is safe for consumption in U.S. But at the same time, uh, it requires a massive undertaking on the part of importer mm-hmm. to look and vet each and every supplier. Right, and, and with very sophisticated so, technology to test and you yeah. know, screen products for screen, yeah, yeah. Well, your heavy metals and other uh, yeah, contaminants. Yeah. And, 
And that's why, you know, that's why the whole idea, the, the, how we started thinking, you know, we, we started developing deeper relations with our supply chain. It was very transitional in the, in the beginning, but now we, we talk to them, we define, we discuss, and we tell them our concerns. We are very open on, on, on their face, and we're not actually judging them. I said, we understand that you could be using some ways. Uh, is there any way we can help you to address these three basic mm-hmm. costs? I mean, we don't want to import anything which is not going to work for us in long term. And also for you, anything which, uh, you know, a farmer making a shortcut to, to grow a crop faster or using, you know, a contaminated water, uh, I, I tell them this, this will not last longer. You want to be able to be able to supply to me for long term. So you need to adopt these practices. And then we have started using technology. We use something very basic, a blockchain technology. We, mm. we use smartphones, which are very old, you know, first generation smartphone. Thank God for, you know, spread of, of, of cellular networks all around the world. Most of the farmers actually have, have their smartphones to look at at maybe Facebook or, or TikTok or Instagram or anything. So what we are doing that we are giving them a tool. We're giving them a tool, uh, an app to, to download and actually take a picture of the crop before they ship it to us. Hmm. Very simple, simple technologies. We, 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 we're trying to basically use these technologies to put data behind our talk. Talk is very easy, but you know, I can say, okay, I, I am taking care of the entire supply chain, but do I have the data to back it up? That that's so critical for us. So we are trying to bring in our data element. And the plus point is that data never lies. Data is black and white. There's no way over there. Well, this is actually very reassuring from the standpoint of the consumer that folks like you uh, are at the choke points of uh, importation of a lot of the ingredients that they'll find in their supplements. Uh, if you're listening to this program and you'd like to take supplements, it's very likely uh, that one or another of your supplements will contain a nutraceutical that ingredient supplier Cephem uh, has uh, has developed and uh, is now formulating uh, for distribution of various supplement companies. Isn't that the case? Yep. And then, so, so moving, you know, uh, continuing my, my, my thoughts about, you know, the, the way we were doing, so we, we started looking at assessing each stakeholder's risk. That's not ours. We look at risk for, for my farmer, for my processor, for the people who are actually taking my ingredients and putting them in the capsules or tablets or drinks out there. So we just, we're trying to basically get a more involved supply chain where we talk to each other and not living in our own silos. And, and, and once we talk and we understand and assess the risk, we can address it. That's really great to hear. All right. So uh, for more information, uh, you can go to Cepham, C-E-P-H-A-M dot com. Uh, and Dr. Swar, your article on regenerative uh, agriculture is in a particular uh, publication. That's a worthwhile article if you want to learn more about uh, regenerative uh, agriculture. Uh, yeah, that's the Whole it, Food I don't Magazine. Recall. What was it oh. in? I'm sorry. It's in Whole Whole Food Magazine. Okay, so you go to uh, you know Google Whole Foods Magazine, uh, Doctor Swaroop, regenerative agriculture. Those are search terms that can yield a more detailed article on uh, that process that involves uh, you know taking better better soil stewardship uh, and uh, carbon sequestration. You know, keeping the carbon where it belongs in the soil uh, and in the plants 
and not in the atmosphere. And also uh, integrating livestock into farming, uh, which means that we don't have to give up uh, on our animal protein consumption or our dairy consumption, because that's all part of the equation. That's exciting that uh, we have uh, very, very uh, well-trained advocates like you at the uh, helm of this movement to restore us to at least some modicum of regenerative agriculture in the face of industrialized uh, agribusiness. So good stuff. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much. That was you know, and we also think sure. we also thinking of a long term um, uh, effect of, of of this thing. I mean, all all these things actually make a very solid business case. It's not a buzzword for us anymore. If we look at um, uh, robustness of our supply chain, robustness of our sustainability of, of the products we offer, we make sure that we are offering products which are reasonably priced uh, within the reach of everybody. Uh, uh, and then basically makes their life a little better than, than what they have today. And most important, prevent. Prevention is, is, is everything. I mean, if you can prevent or delay any onset of a disease or a metabolic condition, that'll be, that, that's the whole goal. And then if you look at the entire picture, this whole thing makes sense very, very well for us. Yeah, well, you have a very integrative mission uh, because it's uh, about food, but it's also about uh, really uh, quality nutraceuticals that can support health. So great stuff. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Dr. Swarup. Thank you for inviting me and having a great talk today. Very, very stimulating. Thank you. I enjoyed it, too. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.